When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Marinero, the sick podcast. Uh, thanks everyone for uh, joining in. Thanks everyone for uh, watching tonight. I've been wanting to talk to you since uh, Friday and um, I decided that uh, the time was the time was now. As you've all heard by now, uh, I handed in my resignation at TSN 690 on Friday. Um, after almost 20 years, I, um, I enjoyed every second of it. And um, for those who don't know my story, I want to share one more time. And uh, for those who do know my story, I'll try and, um, I'll try and say it as, as quickly as I can um, so you don't get bored. I grew up listening to sports radio. I, um, I loved it. I grew up listening to Mitch Melnick, who had a show on weekdays, Mitch Garber, who had a show on weekends, and I was really fascinated by Ted Teven, who had a show weeknights from 10 p.m. to uh, 1 a.m., I really loved his personality. I really loved his style. And I knew as a teenager that I wanted to do what he did for a living. And one night, and I would call his show regularly. I would call the shows regularly. One night, at the end of the show, as I would listen to his show in my bed with my Sony Walkman, the yellow one, with the big headphones, he... um. He said to Tony from LaSalle, you have the goods to be in this business. And those words gave me a lot of confidence. They really inspired me. And I thought if Ted Teven can tell me that, then um, if he believed in me, then I should believe in myself. So I tried to pursue it. And I knocked on a lot of doors and there weren't too many jobs available and There weren't too many people who were willing to take a chance on a young guy like me who was motivated but didn't have any experience. Years later, I met Wayne Buse, who was the then sales manager at Shom. I met him at a um, golf tournament. And we started talking, and we started talking hockey, and he didn't know me, and I didn't know him. And then all of a sudden, he said, your voice sounds familiar. And he said, are you that guy who calls the sports radio shows? And I said, yeah, that's me. He says, you're Tony from LaSalle. I said, yeah. And we kept in touch. And he invited me to take part in his hockey pool. And I think I won it a couple of years in a row. And 
I think I caught his attention in that regard. And years later, he moved on. Montreal um, opened up, or an all-sports radio station in English opened up about 20 years ago, 21 years ago, called the Team 990. And Wayne Buse moved from Shome FM to the Team 990 as their sales manager. And I was working in a completely different industry. I had got my first taste of radio back in 1995. A good friend of mine, Pino Azzaro, was hosting a show on Sunday nights called Sports Weekend International on CFMB. And he knew I was passionate about sports and he asked me if I wanted to help him out with his show. Sunday nights from midnight to two in the morning. I did. He was able to get me accreditation. And I took in a couple of Montreal Canadiens practices back in 1995. I'll never forget the first one that I went to. During the practice or right after the practice, the Montreal Canadiens traded Kirk Muller to the New York Islanders. So I was, uh, there was a lot of shock in the Montreal Forum that day. And I was there when that happened. And I think six or seven years went by before I got another radio opportunity. And Wayne Buse gave me a call and asked me if I wanted to host the Montreal Canadiens postgame show on the Team 990. Because at the time, the rights holder was CJAD AM800. And they had a postgame show and he wanted to have a postgame show go up against their postgame show. And I told him that I, I, I wasn't qualified for that and I wouldn't be good enough. And he told me to, I would be and to go for it. And I wasn't very good, but and I accepted it and I went for it. And the show developed a little bit of a buzz. And then a month later, he came to see me and he said, we got some advertisers on board. So now we're going to open up a Montreal Canadiens pregame show. And I'd like you to host it. And I said, OK, I'll do it. And I hosted the post-game show and I hosted the pre-game show and I did those in September 2002, October 2002, November, December, and volunteered my services. Basically, it was, I, was, I was doing it for free. I was just happy to get the opportunity. And then in December, he said, um, we generated enough revenue in the post-game show and in the pre-game show to actually open up an afternoon drive because the only show they had at the station at that point was the morning show uh, with Mitch Melnick on it. And he said, uh, the auditions are taking place, um, you know, two at a time. And we have seven people who threw their name in the hat. And why don't you do the same and you'll make it an even eight. And I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm not good enough for that. And he said, just go for it. You never know. And, I think I had a pretty good audition, and when all was said and done, uh, Joey Elias and myself were the two lucky people to get the job full-time as host of the afternoon drive on the Team 990. And um, started January 2003, unofficially September 2002. This September would have been 20 years. Officially, it would be 20 years in January. And I was very, very much looking forward to those milestones. Unfortunately, I came up a little short. 
in the last two years ago, I got a call from my buddy in yellow, a good friend of mine, who I met about 10 years ago. A buddy of mine, Mike Moretto, said to me, he said, I want to introduce you to a family, the Cavallaros. And he said, um, they do a fundraiser every year. Their son, Sammy, was born with spinal muscular atrophy. Um, their son, Sammy, was diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy at nine months old. Uh, his parents and Yellow and Rosa were told that Sammy wasn't going to make it to the age of two. And they're fighting to try and find a cure for Sammy, who's been confined to a wheelchair this entire time. And every year they have a fundraiser called Sammy's Valentine's Gala. And my buddy Mike said, Tony, I want you to meet them. And if you can, I want you to help promote their fundraiser. And I'd like for you to volunteer your services as MC and help them out as much as you can. And I, I said, Mike, I'd be more than happy to do so. And I did so. So that's when I met the Cavallaros, give or take, about 10 years ago. And over the years, our friendship has grown stronger and stronger. During the years, Sammy, who today is 21 years old, graduated from John Abbott College, business administration, sports marketing. Sammy started up uh, an Instagram account many years ago called Sick Highlights. He's a big sports fan. And the second he saw the highlight of the night in sports or the highlights of the night, he would attach a bit of music to it and he'd upload it to his Instagram account. And if people wanted to see the best highlights of the night in the world of sport, they would go to Sammy's Instagram account, Sick Highlights. And Sammy was able to grow Sick Highlights and his Sick brand with his Sick media agency. And Sammy has over 6 million followers. He's a social media genius. Sammy called me about two years ago and said, I have a project. I'd like to do the sick podcast. And I'd like to work with you and I'd like you to do it for me. And I was obviously pretty busy at the radio station and two boys were involved in soccer and I had a lot going on. But how do you say no to Sammy? It was, um, he was very passionate about starting it. It was more so for a hobby and to have fun more, more than anything else. And I would go to Sammy's house a couple of times a week. And he had a recording studio that he set up. And I would do the podcast from there. And I promised Sammy that we were going to have fun with it. And I promised Sammy that we were going to do a good job with it. Fast forward several months after that, 
And the industry took a little bit of a hit. And I, we decided that we were going to try and amp it up and I tried to prepare, um, you know, I tried to make a plan B out of it. And I told Sammy I would do everything to, in my power to try and bring the podcast to the highest level possible. We got great guests. We upped the production value. We invested some money in it. We put a lot of time in it. And I'm a very proud guy. I want to do a real good job with the podcast. And wanted to continue doing a real good job at the radio station. The last year and a half is probably the most success I've ever had enjoyed at the radio station in terms of listenership, in terms of market share. Uh, the show did really well, and the podcast was starting to do really well. I want to bring in Sammy if I can. Sammy, put yourself on the screen. There you go. There's Sammy, and there's his dad in yellow. And um, like I said, I, I made Sammy a promise that we were going to do the unthinkable with the podcast. So let me go back to the radio for a second. And I want to thank Wayne Buse. Sammy, I'll get back to you in a minute, okay? I want to thank Wayne Buse. It's just a little bit of echo there. I want to thank Wayne Buse for giving me my first opportunity in radio, for believing in me, for sticking with me. The first year wasn't very easy. I, um, I didn't have experience, not a lot of it anyway. My English was broken. It still is. And there were a lot of things that were written about me as a, a broadcaster and a sports radio host that was tough to read. I wasn't very good and all that stuff, and I wasn't. And at one point, uh, Wayne's boss called me into a meeting with Wayne and said, you're going to have to get better at what you're doing here. And you have a month. And I felt uh, a lot of pressure to turn it around because I really wanted this to work. And in my heart of hearts, I felt that I could be a really, really good sports radio host. And uh, 30 days later, I went into the station. I was expecting it to be my last day because I just didn't perform all that well under the pressure of those 30 days of having to turn it around. I wasn't able to turn it around as much as I would have liked to. And, 
And unfortunately for Wayne's boss, I get to the station and Wayne tells me that his boss had passed away like earlier in the morning, late in the night. And um, he had terminal cancer and he hadn't told anybody. And Wayne told me he was going to relieve you of your duties today, but I believe in you and I think you're going to be a star in this business. So I want to thank Wayne very much for that. I hosted the morning show for about two and a half years. Uh, Pardon me, the afternoon drive for two and a half years. From there, I went to the morning show for two and a half years. That was my first five years in the business. I did the post-game show for probably the first 15 years or so, give or take. On my 10-year anniversary with the station, I think it was 10 years, Wayne said, what would you like? And I said, I don't want to work the post-game show on weekends anymore. I'd like to have my weekends off. And he gave me that. And so after five years of doing the afternoon drive and the morning show, Wayne took me out to lunch one day and told me that he was making a change and he was going to put someone else in my slot in the morning show or two other people. I believe it was Elliot Price and Sean Starr at the time, if memory serves me well. And he wanted me to host the 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. slot. And I was really down because I, I, I thought I was getting demoted. And Wayne said, this is the best thing that could ever happen to you. He said, for three reasons. Number one, you get to sleep in in the morning. I'll give you some of your life back. Number two, you're going to host your own show. And your personality is going to come out on the show, more so than ever before. You're really going to establish yourself. And number three, this is a really tough slot. 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. out of all the slots in radio has the least amount of cars on the road. It's got the least potential for ratings. And there's very little investment that goes into a 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. show. You're not going to find yourself on billboards. You're not going to find yourself on brochures. You're probably not going to have a budget for guests. There's not going to be too many contests sent around your show. But if there's someone who can make something out of nothing, it's you. And I took that as a huge challenge and it motivated me. And I said, I'm going to do the unthinkable with this time slot. Fifteen years later, at the top of my game, with... um, Very high ratings, especially in the last two years. Doing the unthinkable. Uh, 
of making it top rated on several occasions. I feel like I accomplished everything I needed to accomplish. I want to thank Sorry, I want to thank Mitch Melnick for being a great mentor, for being as good as he is, set the bar very, very high. And it forced me to give 150% of myself because I didn't. It would show. I'd get embarrassed. And I didn't want to get embarrassed. I didn't want to let him down. And I wanted... um, I wanted to not only give him a run, but... um, I wanted to, to help him make... Uh, TSN 690, the very best it could be. Mitch was and is uh, a great mentor. I turned to him for advice on several occasions, and I'll continue to do so going forward. I was particularly touched today when I listened to his show parked in my truck and um, he played some best of Marinero clips showing me a lot of respect and I'm um, never going to forget that. I can't believe I just grabbed Scott Towel to blow my nose, but I can't find anything else. It was was odd listening to the station this morning at 10 a.m. And I want to thank Sean Campbell for his kind words as well. I was... um, didn't know if I um, I was strong enough to listen, but I did. Turned it on at around uh, 10.03 or 10.04 a.m. I was lying in bed listening to it, and um, I was particularly touched by his comments as well. As well as all my colleagues who uh, 
have reached out to me via text message, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I've tried to get back to some of them. I, I powered off my phone on Friday after resigning. I was in too much pain and I didn't want to talk to anybody and did so for most of the day on Saturday and haven't really talked to too many people. I'm just, um, Twenty years. At the station. Twenty years. Um, trying to inform and entertain as best as I could. I gave everything I had. Day in, day out, every show. Um, loved every minute of it. Special thanks to Peter Yiannopoulos and Norma Flynn and all my contributors. I've had so many contributors over the years, but Peter and Norma have been with me for the longest time. They've been with me for the entire 15 years of the Montreal Forum. And I believe Peter had even been with me on the morning show for uh, a couple of years before that. Weekly contributors, they gave me their time. Uh, for, um, for the most part, uh, they volunteered their time. And um, they did it to help me, and they did it to help my show. And for that, I'm forever grateful. So I want to let everyone know who's reached out. There's been so many comments, so many messages. People have messaged the sick podcast, uh, wondering, you know, why I was emotional. And if I was, if I was sick, if I was, was I, I'm not sick. At least I don't think so. Uh, Knock on wood. Um, I I do have some pounds to lose. Yeah, not that many. Probably about a hundred. Um, hopefully, I can get there. So I'm not sick. The podcast isn't going anywhere because some were under the impression that the podcast wasn't going to continue. But I um. I made the move because I wanted to dedicate more time to the podcast. I got the radio show, the Montreal Forum, to where I wanted it to be. I did the unthinkable. And I want to do the unthinkable with the podcast. This is not just a regular podcast. And since we started, we've been doing it a couple of times a week, three, maybe four times a week. But since October, doing it three or four times a week, we've reached 9 million homes. 
you probably didn't know those numbers, but you know them now. We've reached 9 million homes on all social media platforms. I took a look at the ratings for the sick podcast earlier today. And there are so many podcasts out there in Canada and so many big ones. And this is just a little podcast doing its things, rolling up our sleeves and working hard. And I'll bring Sammy back because I don't want to get this wrong. Sammy, if you can come back. Out of all the top hockey podcasts in Canada, where are we ranked today? Five. We're number four in Canada. We're number four in Canada today. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And um, we're number four in Canada today doing this part-time. And for me to take this podcast to where I want to take it and to where Sammy wants to take it, to where I promised Sammy that I would take it, I can't do things um, I got to do it more often. I got to be able to dedicate more time to it. And if there's something I haven't or I've wanted more of, or, you know, and everybody would want more in the longest time, if there's something I wanted more of is time. I needed more time. I needed to give the podcast more of my time. I needed to give the podcast more of my energy. If I was going to try and do this podcast halfway, I was going to only end up getting half the results. And that's not in my DNA. Some think it's arrogant that I talk that way. And and that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion. And I think maybe I do have a certain arrogance to me. And I, I probably do have a certain ego. But uh, it's what makes me who I am. And so once again, I needed to put all my time and all my energy in this podcast for which I have huge goals. I have a vision for this podcast. I don't want to divulge my plan or what I foresee for the podcast, but as good as the podcast is right now and as promising as the numbers are, I have a vision for it. It's going to change. And I'm going to make it more of my own. And I'm going to have fun with it. And so... Um, I wanna. I wanted to um, 
You know, on Friday, I did my show at the station knowing that I was going to resign at the end of the show. And I didn't say a word. I just played my way in the final two minutes of the show. I don't think anyone, no one caught on. That's okay. Because um, I did it my way. Had a lot of fun calling... uh, The um, the Boston Zoo, because there was a, a giraffe on the loose named uh, Zedano. Um, calling Pittsburgh and asking um, about penguins. Calling um, the cemetery here in Montreal. So I can buy my spot because the way the Canadians were playing was killing me. Calling the gas station to see if they can get some gas because the Canadians ran out of gas. Calling the golf course in Toronto last year because I wanted to book a team time for Matthews and Marner. I'll never forget the... uh, the day that John Master Monaco found the dogs. Had a lot of fun with that. That went viral. And um, I wanted to say goodbye on Friday. But I obviously didn't think it was very professional to do so live on the air. Out of respect for my boss, my colleagues, and everyone at TSN 690. I didn't think that was the uh, the right thing to do. I um, I wanted to go out with class. Um, I chose today to talk to you because obviously I couldn't make too much time go by. I really wanted to make the effort to talk to you all. You made the effort to listen to me every day. Make the Montreal Forum appointment radio. And um, all the messages that I received over the years, people thanking me, saying I helped them get through their day. Um, That they had a disability and listening to me made them made their day a little bit easier. I made them laugh or I cheered them up when they needed it most. Had people listening from New Jersey, Mexico, Israel, Australia, all over the world listening to the the Montreal Forum. And um, it was my privilege, and it was my honor. Special thanks to uh, my family, 
from wife, kids, uh, parents, in-laws, cousins, aunts, uncles, sisters, everybody, my friends. I um, talked to a couple of them before um, making the move. And um, it's going to look terrible on video, I know. My, um, my family's approval is uh, very important to me. Every time I went on air, I wanted to sound good for myself. I wanted to sound good for you. And I really wanted to sound good for them. I wanted to make my family and my friends very proud. Oh, man, this is going to look bad on video. Why did I do this? Uh, I hope we can edit this out. Um, So once again, uh, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm healthy. Uh, The podcast isn't going anywhere. Uh, I made this move for the podcast to dedicate all my time and my energy to it, to make it the very best podcast that it can be. Um. It's the promise I made to Sammy. And um, I don't break my promises. Special thanks to all the sponsors. I'd love to name them, but for fear of actually forgetting some, you know who you are. And it it meant a lot for me to have your support. And I really hope I didn't forget anybody here. I'm going through um, a lot of emotions because I'm 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 happy. I am, but um, I'm I'm leaving my baby. But uh, it's time for me to take care of my other baby now. Last but not least, a special thanks to all the listeners, all of you. Thank you for listening every day. Thank you for watching tonight. And um, I hope you had as much fun listening to me as I had fun doing it. That's it. I thank you for taking up a lot of your time. I cried and blew my nose for probably half of the 40 minutes that we did this. But it was really important for me to address you one last time like this. And I feel like now it's done. And now I can move on. And there's going to be no more looking back. There's only going to be looking forward from now on. Uh, 
special thanks once again to everyone at the station for all the kind words. I listened today. I was extremely touched. I cried a lot. I know it doesn't take much. I'm a pretty sensitive guy. Thank you once again for all your support. And I hope I can count on you again going forward. I've read all your messages. I've heard what you've all said. And I'm going to be there for you going forward. I can't say more than that for now, but I'm going to take this project to the next level. I'm going to do it my way. And I'm looking forward to other challenges going forward as well. I want to be able to do things that people think I probably won't be able to. I want to be able to succeed at things that people probably think I won't be able to. I know I can do it, and I know I will do it. But I'm going to need you again. I hope you're going to be there for me the way you always have. I love you, and I thank you all. Have a good night. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.